This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. now watch football completely different to how probably me and you watch football. I was saying this on the phone earlier, you're both, what, 22, 23? 24, yeah. Me and him sit next to each other, then we watch a game. He sees things I don't see. He, he, he was early, he pointed out Romeo's positional short forwards. Not so much this season, against Fulham when we lost 2-0. He said Romeo's a liability as a defender. It's good going forward. I didn't spot it because I'm not used to wing backs. When I played and watched football, in that wing backs, you had a full back. So we can sit and watch a game and he'll analyse it completely different than me. And I'll say, Shane's not played well. And he'll go, No, not really. And I think, What game do you watch? And we're watching the same game. But the tactics that you've grown up with are different. 
I mean, I remember at school. It was 4-4-2, wasn't it? It weren't 4-4-2. Our position at school was 4-2-4. We played with two out-and-out wingers. Mm. We're preached, we're preached the whole media like tiki taka passing pretty football. That's what it is in our generation. But also, there was no analysis. Mm. We didn't analyse football. Match of the day used to just show the highlights and show your punch up if there was a red card. That was it. You didn't have armies of analysts and people with fast forward rewind machines going look at his position in this movie. He should have been further forward. There was no analytical football. It was just. They played well, or they played rubbish. They won, or they lost, and that's a different. That is a different era. Football's moved on massively. You know, I never dreamed I'd see VAR and shit like that. You know, you lose all the fun of calling the ref a cunt. You know, it's, no, we forgot, didn't you? The 2011 season, fly past the Millwall RAF, the Millwall Air Force, and, and that was, that was of House of Fun's finest day. I was one of the ones who chipped in for that, and it was um, it was a user called Pot-Bellied Alligator or something. Was that. He had the idea. And what we did, we set up a secret room. Is that recording? Yeah. We had a secret room on. Oh, you can leave it on. We had a, not a secret room, but all the people who contributed, because we didn't want to get the media getting hold of it. We set up a temporary secret room for just the people who contributed, and we was almost getting live updates of what was going on. And basically, the, the pilot... Wasn't sure where we'd get a fly over because it was a really wet, windy day. And we were getting updates saying he might not be able to do it, he might not be able to do it. And in the end, he took off. And I think air traffic control in Blackpool got wind of what he was going to do. And they were trying to divert him to what was Preston or something. And he said, I kept turning the radio off and making out I couldn't hear him because I'd rather have air traffic control and the police after me done 500 mil warfare <laughs> he went but, but the timing was pure fluke everyone think we timed it brilliantly mm. he'd been circling waiting to fly over because of air traffic control and the weather and whatever and it was just that was his one last opportunity to fly over just as they scored the goal and it, it, even the commentators on Sky were going I don't know how they timed it that brilliantly that was a bit of a fluke I think I can't remember what it cost us about 500 quid I think but there was about 50 or 60 of us all put a turner in. I think they made little commemorative badges with the RAF thing on them and all that. Yeah, I remember seeing quality yeah. work. I mean, that was... They hated it, West Ham. They had them raving up about it. <laughs> they still made it up, they, yeah. That's why... Um, I think the next game, when, it, when we played in 2012, and it was a bit tasty, wasn't it? Well, one of, one of the, the, the old top boys rang someone I know and said... No, nah, that, that was out of all the boys. We all like a bit of band, but that went too far, and he just laughed in, you know, sort it out of the picture. Did you see what Ch- um, Palace did this weekend? The VAR banner? No, with the... Um, they nicked that Arsenal TV that. guy's hat yeah. um, a while back, yeah. I they must have had club authority or something. But they tied... Unless it was on the middle stand, was it? I don't know. But they literally tied his hat <laughs> and hung it over the Holmesdale Fanatics pit, the crayon... <laughs> the crayon crowd and just hung his hat there for the whole game <laughs> and he come out with a great way with that stadium in the Premier League mate so I don't either I made a wood shot the Arthur Wake stand is dark level how they get away with that stadium I don't know talking about stands I don't know how Gillingham's got away with a Meccano set for so long no cover no nothing mate and that's raining there mate it's fucking freezing that stand rocks as well yeah 
you can feel it moving. When Especially with Millwall's there. Man, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Man City set up one years ago behind a kip axe. That was, that was a bit, I thought it was going to fall apart. 2014, 15. This is the season with the prick in it. This is the season when Dickhead took over, wasn't it? With all his fucking motivational speaks and... Yeah, he worked wonders keeping us up, and then it all fell to pieces. I remember singing his name at Fulham. I remember going to Fulham. That was when the couple got married in the park, oh, and there was, was funny, six hundred people. Couple. That was funny. That was on the. I went up there. That was the, the first day of boat. I was I was on the panorama boat. Yeah. Uh, all the old old faces was on. That was funny. <laughs> then we go crash the wedding. We had to go over another boat that was having a wedding on board, and the best man was giving us all the wanker sign as we was coming in. He didn't realise we had the moor up next to him and they put planks across so we had to go, we literally had to go across their boat to get off our <laughs> boat. And they was putting all the shutters up. It was like a pirate invasion. Where they they genuinely thought we were going to ransack the wedding, I think. They got themselves in the toilet, didn't they? Yeah. They got themselves in the toilet, they was banging on the doors, they were walking past. <laughs> <laughs> trying to rip the door open. That was, that was funny, that bunk, wasn't it? That was funny. Was good the AMS one was good, but the... Yeah, no, your one was for you. And the one that went the other season as well. The, um... The cunt one, the um, oh, combined yeah, yeah. union of yeah, yeah. of tree surgeons. I think that was fucking super. But you see, go take take a back from this a second. The the, the the stories and all that. Is there any other teams out there what have the instant banter, the the absolute piss take? What we all do. I mean, you go back over the history, speak to some of the faces, all of that. Look, I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day. I won't mention any names or whatnot because they're not here to to tell him and whatnot, but, you know, the lot who took the removals van to an away game because... Yeah. It's the only one that couldn't get stopped, yeah. Yeah, because they knew it weren't going to get stopped. But literally, there was a party in the van. They just <laughs> literally, you know, they had everything inside the van they needed. Big stereo. Yeah. Beer. Beer, everything. And I think they fucking were sitting in the van and everything else. And they went up, pulled up outside a load of houses, opened up, all jumped out, went to the game, come back, jumped back in the van, and off they went again. A whole, I mean, noise. I was told the Norwich one um, by Darren, who, who uh, it's always story, that he was in a minibus and they couldn't find a Norwich ground. And they literally pulled up, asked a push bike, fellow with a push bike, where's the Norwich ground? And he went, oh, it's this way, this way, this way. And they went, right, brought him and his bike in the back of this minibus and said, right, show us. <laughs> and drove him all the way. Mate, I, I ain't been a topper, I can beat that. Man United, the first year we went up in the 80s, I think we lost 5 1 up there. Geezer on the ground have been giving it to a load of Millwall fans all through the game about how shit we was. As they got back to their minibus, they clocked the geezer walking down the road on his own reading the programme. So one's on their side come and give it to us all through the game. They've yousted him into the back of the minibus and they've driven off. Right, this, is the, this is in the 80s, there's no mobile phones, there's nothing. So he's laughing, they're not beating him up or nothing, they're just going, all right mate, you give it to us all game, didn't you? Come back to London with us. And he's going, no, don't fuck about it, lads, my dinner will be ready and all that. And they're going, no, no, you're, you're having it, you're coming back to London. And they drove him all the way to Blackheath and kicked him out of Blackheath. <laughs> walk home, you <laughs> 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 Would you get that with other football teams? That's the thing. But they stopped at the motorway services, they bought them against the sausage roll and all that. They looked after him, but they just went, you took an absolute liberty in the ground, so now you're walking home to Manchester. <laughs> 
and they kicked him out of black. But that's the thing, though. Do you know what I mean? It was that, that thing. They proper looked after him. They didn't do anything to him. Proper looked after him, but just. But you I imagine mean, being in a minibus with twelve or thirteen male war friends. Oh, you think you're going to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must that's be four hours terrifying. where you think you're going to die, didn't you? <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting sold to the. Solo <laughs> sex gangs or something. I'm going to get down to London. I'm going to be chucked up, buried on Acne Marshes. <laughs> Can you imagine that though? The fear what must have gone through his head. Four hours terrorised him apparently. Just kept saying, "No, no, no, you'll be alright. You'll be alright, mate. We'll let you out in a minute. We'll let you out in a minute." All the way down the black gate. Oh, mate. He's got his bank with his old woman, then, not he? Why did you get home the next day? You ain't gonna believe this, Lady Mill Warfare's kidnapped me. Yeah, of course I fucking did. You've been out with your mates, haven't you? No, I ain't that. Do you know what? He might just listen to this podcast and just go, see? I told <laughs> you, dear Dre, it happened. He's probably in a mental one. He's probably a Mill fan now, what comes down of watching this every other week, you know what I mean? Who else would be that quick weird to do that? Like we're having, he's coming to London with us. The same as the banner, you know, the flyover. I mean, look at the, and again, look at the AMS fight. Rooney made, wrote a story about Banana Man. We got contacted by a fan saying, oh, I've brought a Banana Man outfit, I'm going to wear it to the next game. He's like, what? Yeah, I'm wearing it to the next game. And he wore it to an away game. And he had loads of people taking pictures of him else, but no, I don't think any other fan group would do it. It was just literally pure and free. Tottenham. The, the big punch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we um, past it. Funny enough, we was we was walking down the main road. We had old Bill Vans either side. I had Dan and my two nephews with us. And we heard him singing our fucking eight mil wall. And we disappeared out of vision behind a van. And I went, someone's gonna ping that geezer in a minute. And by the time it took five paces to come out the other side of the van, he was laying on the floor. We didn't actually see the punch, but we heard it. Yeah, didn't we? you heard, we heard it. Yeah. It was a proper proper knockout punch. But give him his credit, the old boy went over and went, oh, we've got video footage on my geezer who's done it, do you want him nicked? And he went, no, it's a bit fucking stupid, really, were not I? So give him his job, you know, he knew the score, didn't he? Crack on. It went down, took him and his old man down from one punch, didn't it? <laughs> so, Holloway. First game of the season. I suppose what sort of cemented Holloway as not a bad player, not a bad manager to a degree, I suppose, was a 1-0 winner against Leeds, wasn't it? That's it. I think we carried on start of the season. Still had Dunny and Beavers centre off. Weird combination for centre off pairing, but it worked at the time. <clears throat> and then I think it all went a bit wrong as the season went on, to be honest, didn't they? I think we obviously got that winner for them. They ran had a good day out. And uh, <coughs> stayed unbeaten until Rotherham at home, I believe. Yeah, then there was a lot of away goals, wasn't there? Mm. Or uh, fucking 2 0, 4 0, 2 0, 2 0. 3-0 the team was just a bit desperate that season I think it was crying out it was it was all patched up it was the year we had lots of loan signings all of these mates coming in DJ Campbell Gary Taylor Fletcher it was the year just passed us by really we went from third at the beginning of the season second third at the beginning of the season and by the end of the season we were 23rd 22nd relegated weren't we yeah that's it FA Cup third round, FA Cup third round replay, got hammered. Listen, he, he, he's the sort of manager, you hear his funny interviews on TV and you think, yeah, I'd have him at Millwall, he's a bit of a laugh. He's fucking useless as a manager. Now you've had him, you realise what he was. And sort of I mean, his win ratio ain't all that either. I mean, you look at his, his win ratio for, for us, 
was 22.58% win rate. You could accidentally win that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even his best, his best at QPR for 252 games was 39. I mean, he had an average well, 36 for Bristol Rovers, 39 for QPR, um, 39 for Plymouth, Blackpool 38, and then he just started dropping. I think he's still living off his Blackpool achievements, what he's done there. Fair play, he's done a good team there, a million quid team, got him promoted to the Premier League, but even now he's slowed from the way. But teams are desperate, they'll take a risk on him, hopefully try and keep him up or do something with him, that's what Grizz will done now. I mean, he's a, player, he's, a, he's a manager who would attract players. Players mm. will sign far away. Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't utilise that really well, did he? Looking for some of the signings, but, you know. There's some out there. Guy there. Blank. I mean, I don't even know. I can't remember which one. <laughs> Guy Gay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was fucking shocking, wasn't he? Really? Diego Fabrini. Remember him? Yeah. Again, Diego Fabrini. Yeah. Poor little step over. Yeah. Uh, I can't see it. it doesn't fit in at all, does it? Relegation, mm. promotion, playoff, uh, playoff, near finish, promotion. Mm. Harris's career in the first three seasons almost mirrors Jackets. Mm. Almost mirrors it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only positive you take from 2014 15. You no, know, there's you a do. positive. Well, there's a positive. It's probably within Millwall folklore that it was the biggest ever cock up with a sponsor. <laughs> The company would never existed. Was this Euroferries? It was Euroferries. Euro I mean, a year before the 2013, obviously, we'd done a great thing with um, with the prostate cancer and everything else. I think, you know, I don't think it was necessarily a free um, thing. I think they still had to what prostate. What year did we do the Elf Free Euro shirt? That was. I think that year. That was the year Wallace shirt, wasn't it? 2015 16 was the Wallace Teagan shirt. So Euroferries was 2014 15. Supposed to be on a, what, a three year deal, wasn't it? And they got all their advertising for the whole season, didn't they? Never yeah. paid a penny. No, <laughs> never made one one instalment. That was down to um, Alan Williams. Now departed under a bit of a cloud, allegedly. Allegedly. Mm. But, but someone else told me, I don't know if you know, CYC stands for Chelsea You Cunts. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. If, well, someone told me, someone told me a while about it, and they went... Do you know it's CYC when we were sponsored by it? And I went, yeah. And this is someone who's quite quite in the know, someone who we know mm. quite well. And they went, oh, yeah, no, that stands for Chelsea and Cutters. And I went, really? And they went, yeah, that's why it's only a logo. You'll only ever see the logo. You won't see, like, a logo with the, the writing underneath. It's always a logo. And you just <laughs> think, like, fucking, would you really, you know, would you really name your company that? But, you know, they were quite, you know, that was quite big. I mean... 2011, 12, 2012, 13, Racing Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but Euroferries was just... There was fans who got threatened with being sued by the um, the solicitor who owned Euroferries because they never had a boat or they never had a, a ship or whatever you want to call it. Call that, yeah. They never had that. And then when we started looking, loads of people were looking into it and it was something like 80 to £100 million pound to buy a second-hand one. That's not a brand new one. That's a second-hand one. When their company's house returned twenty grand for the previous year. Yeah, yeah, years. nothing. They had nothing. <laughs> they had nothing in the bank. It was like twenty, thirty grand, wasn't it, in there. I mean, 
you take there, I mean, four years or, or five years, say, from there to there, and now all of a sudden we're on husky chocolate on massive money. Just... At the end of the day, the product's changed, football's changed, and, and we are. I think Berylson said he wanted us to be an established championship club. What's this, our fourth season, third season? Fourth season. Third season. In the league, we're established. You know, you finished, what did we finish, eighth the first year? We, 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 we're established. We are, but, I mean, you look at the sponsorship. Someone going to tell you something shit while you're right. Got it. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, you look at the publicity. Prostate Cancer UK, great publicity, everything else. Then, Euro Ferries went bad. <laughs> And then, Wallace Tegan, which was obviously Peter Trial, who stood in and done two years' worth of sponsorship, fan, yeah. massive fan. Then we went with Tom and that from um, TW Drainage and DS Roofing Swap. One was on the, on the home and away. They did one the was fit away. out of the club shop as well, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I think Wallace Tegan done the fit out and they'd done the, um, they'd done the um, youth side bit as well. But... It must be bad, I mean, and then Husky, that the sponsorship must be so hard to get considering the reputation. Does it really damage us financially, our reputation? And is our reputation still to this day as bad? Or is it really what the media do to us? Well, years ago, Peter Mead was our director. Mm. And he was... Um, Chief exec of one of the biggest advertising agencies, Vickers Abbott Mead, in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Now, if you've got a man who's in marketing, who's a normal director, and he can't get you a marketing deal, you know you're being damaged. Oh, the 80s and 90s were different. Yeah. But, you know, we are still. A, we're. A, I think we, the club don't make, I've said this before, I've said it to two chief execs, I don't think we make enough play on our bad reputation. No. Because you can actually turn it into a positive. And I also think that because of the way of Millwall, <clears throat> there's never actually been any books written about it, so you don't actually... It's still a secret. <clears throat> there isn't actually anything like... You know, a lot of the other firms, like the Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, um, the Chelsea... Yeah, yeah. You have got stories, whether or not they're true or false. You've got people selling stories and making. We had ID or the the copper who's still, you know, out there. People would like to have conversations with and whatnot. But we've never had those sort of stories. So this pantomime ghost or pantomime beast, what the papers make us out to be, we've never had anything to contradict that. So. But listen, mate, when it goes you, off. you take no one likes us, yeah. right? Yeah. That has been mentioned in the Houses of Parliament yeah. by MPs yeah. during Brexit. Yeah. It's a well-known strapline. Yeah. Why <clears> didn't <throat> the club copyright it? Yeah. Why haven't we got intellectual property on no one likes us, we don't care? It gets used all over the place. In the media, yeah. we could be cashing in on that strapline. We never have. Because yeah. it's got negative... Same as Fear No Foe. Fear No Foe's another one. You know, why the fuck didn't we ever... I remember a couple of seasons ago where they wouldn't put it on a shirt because of the... It's not good for for advertising as such. So, 
So we write off 2014 15 season, shall we? Because it weren't fucking great. Fifteen, sixteen. Again, I suppose realistically, it weren't it weren't great, but we got into the playoffs that season, didn't we? Yeah, a lot of change. Harris's first full season. I think he um, had an idea and brought Morrison back again for his third spell at the club. And uh, yeah, started the dynamic Jerome Morrison and Gregory, I suppose. The, the good years of them two. The biggest controversy here was obviously the talking point in the playoff final with the uh, taking the captain's armband, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think Harris probably learned a lot from that. So, yeah, I think Craig was the out for a good five, six months, weren't he? Yeah. And then Morrison came back. Oh, Craig came back and waited the arm back to find him. That was a, um, a swim. Got injured in the warm-up, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Gregory scored four goals. JPT game, was it? Uh, against Plymouth? Yeah. Yeah. Five-three, scored four goals and O'Brien scored the other. Yeah, he got credit with the fourth afterwards. It was like a lucky rebound. So where yeah. were you on the on, on that game, though, the, the Wembley game with the armband? I think it was a mistake that close to kick off. If it had been three days earlier, you make the decision during the warm-up. Take the captain's armband off someone. I don't think he's right. Um, it happened on the day. I think their players just performed better than us, whether that was due to any off the field. Again, I heard it caused a row in the dressing room when it happened. It would though, wouldn't it? And there were two camps. There was the, he should keep the armband and the, he shouldn't keep the armband. At the end of the day, it's decisions like that that can divide change rooms, isn't it? Mm, massively. You don't want to divide a change room the day before your biggest game. No. No. Or on the day of your biggest game, to me, it was wrong. It fucked us, didn't it? It's never really. I mean, don't get me wrong, they'd have probably beat us on the day anyway. Then. Good in goal. One and a half. Sort of about 30 yard out, didn't he? Curled it past Keeper Bay. Again, there was a shenanigans there about not chasing their fans around the top two. Top, top that was a Barnsley one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, it's. That all started over, you know, push and throw, whatever it is, but it all started over one thing or another, didn't it? So, again, but the media puts it that we're the animals as always, but it is what it is. So, so 2015-16, or 2016-17, David Worrell. Year before was 15-16, first season league one. Sorry, 15-16. I never really got David Worrell. I didn't know, I couldn't tell what he was. So I mean that. So it was a league one. So sixteen. So if we go fifteen to seventeen, you got Marlon Romeo, Jordan Archer, Joe Martin, Tony Craig. Um, where are we? That was Tony Craig comes back in the 2015-16 season. Previous fourth spell, wasn't it? I think so. Steve Morrison comes back. Uh, Christian Mumbai, Mumbu. Shane Ferguson, George Savile, Jed Wallace, Sean Ferguson, Chris Taylor all come in. And also David Worrell, Sean Hutchinson, Greg Wilde, Paul Rooney, Harry Smith, Callum Butcher. Callum Butcher's a... He was a centre-half, wasn't he? Centre-field. Isn't Callum Butcher a child now? No, he's up in Scotland playing for Dundee United, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Jed Wallace, obviously, six-month loan, reviewed, signing permanently, and Jake Cooper. So, I mean, that, that two-year period, or that two-season period... That was the foundations of where we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
and then obviously you've got a David load more. Moore, what was that all about? Greg Wilde. I don't think they were going to be first did, team players. I think they were just kind of did he come because, out the squad a bit. Did he come because Harris knew him from South End? I think he played with him. Quite possibly. He looked like a pub player. A pub? Yeah. Mm. Well, sure he was chewing the ball, mate. He looked like he was warming up for a Sunday match. Was it that bad? Yeah, it was that bad. Yeah, good. No. So, yeah, well, I mean, if you can pick any highlights out of it. I think for Bradford City in the playoffs was quite good. Jeremiah scoring a free kick put us 1 0 up was quite good. Yeah, that was a good free kick, mate. Yeah. Full people. And the thing I liked about that. Is we did it the hard way. We won the away leg and drew the home leg. Yeah, that's it. It was unusual to not have to. I think earlier with the Scunthorpe game, we had to go away and get a result, didn't we? We drawn at home. Yeah. Was it three one or three two away? I can't remember. Um, whereas here, we did the hard work away, and actually, for the home leg, I wasn't really ever worried. Don't think. No. I think we always yeah. had a number, Bradford in particular. Yeah, when you've scored three goals away from home, you've got to have a bit of a disaster to lose the second leg, haven't you? Especially on the home as well. Yeah. But, I mean, we saw the, you know, this is where we saw the, the shaping of the team we've got now, really, and it with the Coopers, um, Wallace. Yeah, different, different style, obviously, with Harris, but... I think yeah, Harris knew much. what he wanted though. I think it was young and hungry players. players yeah, like you said, second chance players like, you, like you said earlier. It was clear out the, the mess that Holloway and Lomas brought in. And this for Green, me was Wallace and the, like the make or break season of the Fred for really. Because Fred, I didn't really, I never really got Fred. I, I don't think anyone really got where Fred's best position was. What was it? He's was probably he a, um, was he a striker, was he yeah. a wide player? Who was he? A modern day number right. 10, as they say, isn't yeah. it? He, he probably doesn't fit the system Harris played. Probably would do well for us now, ironically. You've got two attacking players that are free to roam around and do whatever they want. Probably would do as well, but not yeah. in a championship, I think. I think he kind of hit his limit in League One. I mean, he was not a bad player, though. When I mean, when he went to Wickham, he weren't a bad player. But... I, I think he always, yeah. he always had potential. He's one of the players. When he was young, you looked at him and thought, yeah, he could be a player there. He's part he just of, didn't go on to that next level, did he? He's part of the crop with uh, Nelson, Thompson, and himself. And obviously, Brian's a bit older, but this we, year in particular was the year where you just remember it. It came in, you know, Harris brought a few players in, but he kind of brought in Craig and Morris into Marshall, these four youngsters that are coming in to be part of the squad and do a job for us, really. Is this a season as well where Harris starts to lose the dressing room um is this where he starts where it starts going south where it's just not getting the results he wants or is it not because what do you was it the next season no, this is his first season this is his first, first full season, first season. Full season. Next season yeah. yeah this well the next season was uh i know i'm looking at 16 17 last season wasn't it? it was where it started four parts and all that 17 18 wasn't it yeah, I can't game. remember. Was this the season Webster really had a really good season? Yeah, because he was the one. He, the he was one that got injured in the year when he Webster. Was this the season? He was the one that got injured. He was absolutely thingy, solid, wasn't he? He got the, injured at Wembley in fifteen yeah, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Came back sixteen seventeen. Done. I think probably got. Did he come close to play of the year? Did he get? It? He got played the year the year we went up. He was very close. Yeah. yeah. He didn't get it. He was. 
think he comes second. Maybe Morrison, maybe. I think it was Morrison. Maybe Morrison, yeah. yeah. Or Gregory. But it was one year where, I think when we first signed Webster, everyone was thinking, oh, what we bought here. Yeah. Mm. It was in the championship. Mm. But he was a bit of a confidence player, and I think it was this season, he had an absolute blinder. He was, he was one of the mainstays, and like, absolutely solid at the back. Yeah. He still had the turning circle or the QE turn. I remember Holloway <laughs> fucked him about. Like, he signed for us the year we went down, and I think he was away to Wedding, uh, Reading, sorry. And after 20 minutes, he pulled him off. Like, we're losing 1 0, 2 0. He's scapegoating yeah. him. He loans him out in January, and thinking that's the end of him. But obviously, Harris came in and changed him, and someone gave him another chance. So, I mean, we finished that season on 6th. Yeah, we came back the year after and got promoted, didn't we? Finished there 6th on League 1, and then obviously, yeah, we. You look at the championship now. Yeah. 17 18. Yeah, 17 18, yeah. So, yeah, we obviously got promoted 16 17. Um, Bristol Rogers away, stuck out that day. Hutchinson getting the fourth goal to win it 4 3 for us in 16 17. Yeah. That was blinding. Good day, that was. 16 17 was a good season. Yeah. Even the cut run. I'm pretty sure that was that year. Bournemouth at home we beat. Watford at home we beat. Yeah, it was a Tottenham game as well, wasn't it? That was quite funny, the Tottenham game, because there were so many people there. I mean, I went with Nick, uh, Paul Turner and and a load of others. And there was like, where we were standing, on the the seats we were standing, there was like another group of fans come in and stood in front of us. And the geezer who stood in front of Nick was basically the mini-me of Nick. Right. <laughs> little beard, all of that. It looked fucking. Sp- it looked like Nick had bought his boy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, here's my boy. Do you know what I mean? And it was just, it was a, like, a guy's not far short of his age, probably, probably 30, 40 years old. And he just looked the spitting image. Fucking hilarious. When was it? We done Leeds as well that season, didn't we? Home. Season after. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah we got promoted. But yeah, 16 was when we got promoted, and then 17, 18 was obviously the championship season. 16, 17 is when. Um, Beat Bradford in the final. Yeah. Do you want not to say? We've ruined Morrison's day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we made history. It up, man, Morrison. We made history though, wasn't it? It's the first team ever to go on. And to be fair, I think the FA fucking realised they fucked up there. It's almost a challenge, isn't it? We've built, we've built a stadium that no one can invade the pitch. Oh shit, we're all playing here this week. Oh, bollocks. We'll leave the gate open. Yeah. I think one of the best things there the is that did actually open the gate. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. And um, I think one of the best ones there was a guy who slid down the advertising banner. Yeah. From the top tier all the way down <laughs> to the pitch and then run on the pitch. And then the there thing was. Is, it was. I, I know <laughs> old Ginger Bollocks. That, that, that was That was when I, I took over. I was fan on the board then. But they said about um, Megs, not, um, what's his name, the ginger manager of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, player. Yeah. He said, oh, we, uh, our players were in danger. There was a bit of piss taking, a bit of taunting going on, but no one ever threatened them. I think someone threatened, but no, nothing major. I mean, look, you know, I think it was, some of it was quite funny. Um, there was a whole family took a picture on Wembley pitch. Um, there was a nan on there as well, wasn't there? There was a nan. There was everyone in the family. Yeah. There was literally every generation of family on there, from baby all the way through to grandparents. Yeah. And they took a picture with Wembley behind them on the pitch. Yeah. Um, you know, they were like, I that mean, was looking at that an league, interesting time. I know we got promoted via the playoffs. There weren't a very strong league, was it? I'm no. just looking down at the teams in it. The amount yeah. of shit Northern away days he had to do. Port Vale, Rochdale, <laughs> Southampton, yeah, yeah. Rochdale, Oldham, Berry, Bristol Rovers, Shrewsbury. 
It were it weren't the strongest. It was a season. Seventeen eighteen was. Sixteen seventeen. Yeah, yeah, but seventeen eighteen was Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah, you changed the page already? I'm still on 16. Oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> no, I turned the page. But no, 16, 17, obviously, I remember... I looked at him and he was on 17. I just moved to it because oh, okay. he was over there. But Berry was the big day. I remember there was 2 nil down. Um, 20 minutes to go, we're going to 3 2. Right? Brian celebrating the crowd, jumping in, taking his shirt off. He got fired for that, didn't he? Yeah, it was quality. That was a really good day. And um, Shane Berry, obviously, no more. Uh, but the league was shit, you're right. It was the Mount Northern away days, Fleetwood on a Tuesday night and stuff like that. Well, you got them all there. Port Vale, Warsaw, yeah. I mean. Oxford, Southend, Luton, Bristol, Bolton, Wimbledon, Braintree Town. It oh, no, there's an FA Cup game, isn't it? It weren't a strong league, was it? Still built Tolton. But you've still got a beat on teams, haven't you? You know what I mean? Leicester as well. When you look at that, Leicester was there. Oh, no, that's FA Cup. That was the FA Cup run as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so Bournemouth, Leicester. And then obviously Spurs. Yeah. Even though Spurs ain't on there. And what I was saying earlier oh, yeah, is that is. we did it. That we, was a masterclass, though, wasn't it? Yeah, from Spurs, that was. But we did we did the playoffs the hard way. We we drew the own leg and we had to go away and beat Stamford, didn't we? Yeah. Morrison turned up again. Yeah. Was that was it Tony? Was it Ivan Tony that was diving about? <laughs> Everyone was giving him stick. I'm sure it was that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was. When he fell over, yeah, didn't yeah. he? He fell over when he yeah. scored or something. Yeah. Onto the championship season. 2017-18. That's it. The nearly season. Fulham crushing our hopes. Montego. Fulham was on fire, weren't they? Yeah. They, was on the same, they, they was on the same similar unbeaten yeah. run to we were. Yeah, and then they just suddenly disappeared, didn't they? It was like, they were like on fire, then all of a sudden it was like, where'd you go? I think um, that the season day, was just three games too long, yeah, wasn't it? That's yeah. it. I think yeah. we got into the playoffs before the Fulham game. We drew away Sheffield United, Morrison getting the goal. And then um, I think that game, we scored in the first half against Fulham. Cooper got a goal disallowed, didn't he? And I don't think it should have been disallowed. I'm thinking about it now. And it's just, that could have been 1 0 up. I think if we were the sort of team that year, if we took the lead, you would do well to beat us. Yeah. I think we weren't robbed. We pushed, we obviously punched above our weight, but that Fulham game was just bittersweet. It was almost could have been that season, I think. But actually, I, I mentioned it earlier, that's when Dan, being younger and looking at the games different, he spotted. Romeo's frout is, I think he was he was to blame for the goal at Middlesbrough. Mm. He lost his marker for the man he was marking, the ball over the top of Middlesbrough away. A somber lomba beat him. And the, both the Fulham goals, I think, came down the left-hand side. That's the season as well, where... He got, he got <coughs> caught watching a bit. It was session, wasn't it? He just tore around. That's the season where Archer fucked us over as well, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. I remember there's a there's a two or three minute highlight reel of him that season. Yeah. And it's just, it's I think awful. it was in the way. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 2-2, all four goals because of goalkeeping errors. It was a nil-nil oh, game. It was a nil-nil yeah. game, but all four goals. I think we scored two free kicks through several. Keeps should say both of them. And Archer basically contributed both goals for them as well. That was a nil-nil ball draw, but... Yeah. 2-2 two, two, somehow, don't know how it was, but yeah, Archer cost us a lot that season, big time. Yeah, that's when he really started to decline, wasn't it, the slump. There was reasons for that, I think, but yeah, not for not for the benefit of the tape, i say, but yeah, there was um, bits and pieces around that. We've done a double on Leeds as well. That was, that was an unbelievable game though, wasn't it? I mean, we got, on that game, we got, so I mean, when you think about it, <coughs> 20, where is it, um, so 20, 17, 18, and I think when we played um, the year before was, we didn't play them the year before, so 2017, 18 is when I got the ticket ban overturned. Yeah. Yep. And that was the year that we not only beat them home and away, we also got on TripAdvisor for the, defending the, hotel, the pub yeah, the old, and defending the, the old bill. Yeah, the hotel, the hotel wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then I've got I got a written I got a written um, message from the chief superintendent of West Yorkshire Police telling me um, how well behaved our fans are. Our fans were an absolute, you know, um, pleasure to police, etc., etc., um, and they're more than happy to withhold the travel ban now and go yeah. forward as uh, as it is normally and everything else. And you're thinking, fucking hell, really? Yeah. You're thinking, you know, it, it, it kicked off, and he was like, yeah, no, it kicked off, but it weren't your fans. It was it was Leeds fans. That was superb, that day. I think uh, we went two 0 up. They had ten men. Managed somehow get back to three to one with ten men. Fuck knows how. Classic Millwall, but then Elliot's obviously finest that's out, it. Tom Elliot's Elliot. scoring a decent goal, and then yeah. Jed Wallace getting the fourth through some sheer willpower, obviously. And yeah, that was top. I think it was 13, 1400 of us compared to going to the services, getting a voucher, and changing your ticket, getting off the coach, getting a camera shot in your face. I mean, that was a different draw that day. But I mean, that, that showed us, I think, and how the fact close that, we were. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the fact that they just let you walk around the town, that's it. They didn't give a shit. They were like, no, go wherever you want. Um, yeah. But I think that was a season where, if we'd have kicked, we could have kicked on a bit more, because that was a season where we got there. It was literally three games. Yeah. It, was, it was the the players were just out on their feet. Yeah. It was because of the FA Cup run. The FA Cup run again could have fucked us massively. I mean, obviously last season, 2018-19, turning over. I mean there's we run through what's what there 2019 or 2018-19 again Harris's last you know, coming on to obviously Harris's last um, momentum we were running out of plan B weren't we um, and we just scraped it at the end didn't we yeah I think we lost at the start of the season we was 2-0 up against Borough with five minutes to go at home weren't we yeah. and then um, chucked it away drew 2-2 next game we lost Savile and yeah. no one wants I don't think Harris wanted to lose Savile I think that albeit, was because of the what you call it though allegedly I heard that that was down to the German pre-season friendly uh, Middlesbrough come to scout that game realised Savile <laughs> and Wallace and one of them and someone put 
um, a flea in Savile's ear that he could get big money, you know, 25 grand a week at Middlesbrough, which he didn't, but it, it was... Again, that comes to block bad yeah. feelings within the club. Because, again, the rumour I heard the players who was offered big money moves, mm. or basically to double their salaries mm. on their wall, started saying to the rest of the squad, oh, you know, you should be looking, you should yeah. be playing yeah. high level, you should be on more. Because that's where we started falling apart, wasn't it? And, and, I and think that's it was... where you get the clicks. And once I see a player go, who didn't probably quite double his salary, but he probably got 70 or 80% pay-wise. So, oh, yeah. I mean, don't forget, they, was after, uh, they wanted Wallace as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both of them would have had offers in the region mm-hmm. of 20 grand-ish, probably. Double your money, basically, yeah. Doubling their money. Maybe Wallace may have had the um about not being let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who could blame him? I mean, I mean that season, 2018-19, we got in Murray Wallace, Ben Amos, Rob Harvey, Salep. I think Murray Wallace, I think someone actually got the DNA from Frampton <laughs> and made Murray Wallace out of him. Because he's exactly the same yeah. type of player. I was yeah. saying the exact same thing the other day. Honestly. He is always a 7 or 8 out of 10. He's never, he, never, he never pulls up trees. He rarely puts you in trouble or rarely does anything really stupid. Steady out. Don't score around goals. When the ball's got to go out, it goes out. When the player's got to be taken out, it gets taken out. Him and Frampton are very similar. They don't let the crowd get on their back. They get a lot of stick from the crowd because they're not fast or whatever. But they're solid players. They both had similar starts as well. Frampton wasn't liked at first and then yeah. went on to win player of the season for us. And that's it's, it's similar to Wallace. Like, I think he got the goal against Everton, which kind of made him a folklore hero last minute. But also, it's just what there. they bring off the pitch. I mean, I remember reading the um, Mike Calvin book, yeah. Family. Yeah. And, and it was actually Frampton who said to one of the young players, if you ever pull out a tackle like that again, I'll break you, I'll snap you in half. Or something like that. It was Frampton. They was one of the governors in the dressing room. Hmm. I don't know how governors are now, but you need four or five in that dressing room. I mean, who else did we get? Tom Bradshaw signed, then obviously got injured, didn't he? Yeah. Roy, uh, what about Ryan Leonard? Oh, God. Jury's still out. Yeah, I think Alan so. Pierce, Alex Pierce, even, and Ben Marshall. You I, f- I think Leonard will be a better player in this team yeah. than he was. In Harris's time. True. I think you mentioned governor. I think Alex Pierce is the governor. Yeah. Do you think it was a good so. decision to make him captain? I think yeah. so. At first, I was a bit skeptical. Like he's only just come in, but you see him at the end of the games. He's he's ramping the fans up, and all the players buy into it and love him. Like what also speaks highly of him every time. He don't when he gets subbed, he takes it. Yeah. He don't moan about it. He just takes it because he sees the greater good. I think he's the one that if you look at the governors in the book, they're they're setting the standards. You're saying about Frampton. I think Pierce is. I think Pierce is like that. I think Billy Mitchell said in an interview the other day, like before he played against Newport, like he had Pierce say to him, "Look, just play your game, enjoy yourself, but obviously make sure you hit the standard." And that's it, really. I think Pierce is that kind of governor for us. I mean, I'm hearing rumours that obviously um, Billy Mitchell might be playing the next four games. Do you think he's ready to step up? He start him Saturday. Whether he's ready for Sheffield United, I don't know. But he start him Saturday. Who can blame him? Let him have a go. Give him a chance. Think so. Do you think he's ready? I don't think he's physically there, so he needs a season away to, or even a season, we're not going to give him a season in the team, but he needs to be playing week in, week out and become a better player for it, but no harm giving him a go, I don't see why not. I mean, going on, I mean, Sheffield United could destroy him. Yeah. We lose everything to them and he has a pelt, it, it, it absolutely destroys him. 
So I don't think he's ready for a game like Sheffield United. They're sitting fifth or sixth in the Premier League. For yeah. Sake. yeah. You know, he's not that good, I don't think, yeah. But he's got nothing to scare in the Reading game. Fucking Reading. <laughs> so going on to this season before we go on to the teams um, and to be fair I think you know gone through the 10 years as such we've had a few decent players um, a few ups and downs a, a very emotional journey for a Millwall fan um, but then again not much different to what we get most seasons if I'm honest listen mate you told me in January we'd be sitting just outside the playoffs so I'd get your fucking arm up would we? Would We're two, two, two or three players again, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But potentially you could bring those in. Do you think that we would be where we are now if Harris stayed? Definitely. No, and I'll, I'll tell you why. When you listen to Harris's post-match interviews, it was all about players, faults, not working hard enough, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When you listen to Rowe, he analyses the game and the tactics. And he talks tactically. Mm. He talks a different language to Harris. Harris was probably the man motivator, the dressing room wind-up manager. I think Rowett's a lot calmer. I think he's a lot more eloquent and gets his point across. And he's getting the best out of the squad we've got. Something what we, we, we spoke about earlier. Do strikers, I mean, I listen to um, podcasts what um, Gary Lineker did, and he said, and I, and I agree, strikers make bad managers. They're too arrogant, they're too self centered, and, and because that's the position they play. You know, they're there to do one job and one job alone, and they don't know the defence, they don't know the back line, all of that. Do you think strikers make good managers? I think if you look at Harris's records and we, he way took us from when Holloway was us, I think you do have to credit him. Yeah. I think he I think he got to his head a little bit. Like he was he I think people said to him, You're Mr. Millwall, he took it with him and he ran with it. And well, he's been there since he was fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's it, like he took it in his head like I know the best way, no one else knows better. I think yeah. towards the end that's definitely what happened. Like he was you look at the team and I was a bit worried about him leaving to be honest. Like when I first heard the news I was like, Okay, this is gonna be interesting, like who's gonna come in physically and bring us on? You look at what Rowett's done in the space of three months, it's it's unbelievable really and he deserves a lot of credit for it and hopefully it continues, that's it. Yeah, no, that's it. You look at the team, like I think the players love the idea that they're they're drilled to play football instead of just give it to Cooper and play it along to the big man up top. Like that's critical of Harris because it worked for us for four years, but I think he just ran its course really, and at the end of the day, he knew it himself. So I've got Eddie in the software there. If I can catch a bit of a noise without us talking, I can then blank it out. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Harris just got found out with no plan B. I think the fact that we were having, you know, we were winning one or two now, I think. You could see the difference with Rowlett when he come in when Charlton we were one all and he just put strikers on and, and went for it. Ten minutes to go, straight on off the I heard go. an interview with Rowlett, can't remember what game it was, it was two new up away away from home, I think. Was it and he said, I want us to push on and go and get three or four. I don't want us to sit back and invite them on. It was he a, said they're playing within themselves. He's analysing the tactics and the football. He's changed us to the 3 5 2 in certain games. We're a lot tighter. Our defence against Stoke, I don't think our goalie made a save. We don't look like shipping three or four goals anymore. It was an article, I think it was John Kelly the other day. I think it was John Kelly. Um, 
where I can't think it was now, Pierce or whatever, he said, you know, under under Harris it was always about, you know, we need to get to this level of points, we need to do this, we need to get here and all that. And under Rowley it's like, you know, it's always Cut, looking don't forward, look don't look down. It's always, you know, like we're two points off the playoffs. Even if you're you know, even if you're in the bottom three, you know, it's how many points you're off rather than where you're sitting. And I think that's working. I mean no one would have thought we would have been where we are now and there's nothing to say that we don't get another trip to Wembley potentially or even we get further up Leeds always fuck it up and it started look at Charlton Charlton's fucked it up as well so it's it's winning but I think Routers just put faith in the players they're they're enjoying their football he's just telling them to do what they trust like the biggest game the biggest thing for me was the Luton game we're losing 1-0 20 minutes to go to me, like if that was under Harris, we would never get a goal in that game. We'd never get back in it, and let alone win three-one. Like I think he trusts the players, and he's telling them, "Look, this this will work. Just trust me, and I trust you." Now they're playing three at the back. You hit the nail on the head. Cooper. Cooper's job used to be the long diagonal ball. Now I've seen Cooper striding out and going past players. <laughs> from centre half yeah. because he knows he's got two men who are going to cut him behind him if he yeah. loses it that's the difference for me it's about confidence I always thought Cooper could play with the ball on his feet Hutchison certainly can different players now aren't they and, uh, but it's it's the tactics and it's yeah. the knowing limitations and you know look at O'Brien you know four, three or four managers have always said O'Brien is the best natural finisher in the club. In training, he scores goals for fun. Yeah. Again, no one's played him ten games in his row as a striker. No. I think Wallace even like he loves Harris and he works his bollocks off for Harris. But you look at him now. I think it's changed the mentality. It's like I think last season Harris would have been like, "We need you," whereas Harris like, "Win us the game." be that hero don't forget about saving us you're going to just win us the game we'll back you up but you go and win the game for us and it's it's just it's less pressure it's more just go out there play football and just try and win games really and you can see it like I back us for any game like Reading are a decent side but Saturday at home you've got to favour us and hopefully go to Leeds I think it's Leeds is it before I mean all joke aside you look at our last four games if it goes to how it did the other season our last four games was like Middlesbrough Villa yeah, and, and Fulham our last four games this year without prejudging anything they're all winnable the last four games yeah Hull City QBR Huddersfield Huddersfield Blackburn yeah. to be fair the running from probably Swansea Charlton Middlesbrough Hull it's not a bad little running really and our results have been good against the, the teams above us yeah. in fact I saw a league table the other day of points taken off teams in the top six I think we're top of that league. Yeah, yeah. We beat Bristol, we beat Swansea, we beat yeah, Brentford. We've beaten all the top ones, it's the bottom ones where we haven't really done. I just think we've got a few away days coming up where if we can get results, Nick and win, or even just stay undefeated, they like to press them away. Teams that are just like with us, near us on the table, pick up results, you never know. I mean, be interesting to see who he signs, really. Serious signs, and know. can we stay clear yeah. of injuries and suspensions? That's, it. That's the thing, isn't it? It's the injuries and because suspensions. Because Wallace picks up a lot of bookings, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Thompson, when he plays, picks up a lot of silly bookings. That could cost you. Definitely a red on Saturday, wasn't it? I he think flew I in at him a bit yeah. hard, and he had the lead with the arm. Did he go to kick to take the danger out? I think he was no malice. In no, that, I don't think. I think he just was, he was looking at the ball himself. I think and 
jumped, didn't he? Rowett hit the nail on the head. He was like, if they both jump for it, no dramas. But because the other geezer didn't jump for it, he just clatters him in the face and yeah. basically knocks him out, really, doesn't he? So, Are the club appealing it? I don't know. Really I are, think they? they're appealing it to not be a free game ban, instead of making it a one game ban because there was no intent. Right. So he will be missing at least one game, but hopefully. Can, he, can he play Saturday while the appeal's so. going on? I don't think so. Because usually they suspend yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. yeah, I think it's because of the nature of the field. I think it's just they're hoping the one game, so hopefully Saturday only. So. We'll wait and see. So, we've gone through the league. I don't think there's any more um, bits and pieces, obviously, apart from go forward with the major league. But I picked out a couple of um, people's teams, and then obviously we're going to yours. Um, so, Alex Grace from, um, I think it's from South London, Alex Grace's. Um, with Richard Crawley, David Ford, keeper, Alan Dunn, uh, right back, centre back, Paul Robinson, left back, um, where are we? Uh, Sean Hutchinson, Tony Craig, uh, Jeb Wallace, uh, George Saville, Jimmy Abdu, Steve Morrison, Lee Gregory. Um, that's his team. And then I think uh, that's pretty much everyone's team, and it based on the number of appearances in ten years. Mm. You've got to put Danny, you've got to put Craig, you've got to put Robbo. For me, it was a case of is it Shitu or is it Beavers or Ward? We've not had really crap centre halves, have we? No, and we've always had good centre halves. And if we go with our very own, um, our very own pal Nick Hart, who's um, who's on Sky um, Championships pick for for Millwall. Um, David Ford, 338 starts. Um, where are we? Marlon Romeo, Tony Craig, Paul Robinson, Sean Hutchinson, Jed Wallace, uh, Jimmy Abdu, centre midfield, centre midfield against Sean Williams, uh, Shane Ferguson, Steve Morrison. Interesting one, what Nick's gone with. Steve Morrison and Neil Harris. You really count Harris as a striker this decade? He was playing this decade. Yeah. Only a season. One yeah. season. So, I mean, Dan, you've got your team? As we've not heard you all I night. I do, yeah. Uh, so, 40 in goal. Again, it's pretty much unrivaled. You could argue Archer, maybe, for the, for the season we got promoted. Um, but Fordy, he's, he was just—he was, safe, he was so solid. Again, he was Ireland's number one as well for a period as well. Um, Dunny right back. Again, could argue Romeo. Maybe a couple of years more. It probably would be Romeo, even though I'm not his biggest fan. Um, Robbo centre half. Again, picks himself. Uh, the other centre half, three or four people you could pick really. You Shitu, Hutchinson, Cooper. They said Darren Ward. Beavers. Um, Beavers as well. I've gone for Shito, mainly for that shot against Blackburn that he did in the <laughs> FA Cup. I still, I still dream about that. Yeah. Probably would have been the best goal we've we've ever scored. I was when the bar didn't stop shaking him about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah. Tony Craig at left back. Again, pretty much picked himself. Wallace at right mid. It was, uh, Tony Craig's a weird one because it was sort of a, a love-hate figure, wasn't he? It was loved... And hated all 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 on the same. It was like the boo boys hated him, but most fans loved him. He's only he done the dirty nice, didn't he? Went to Palace, 
you know. I mean, we don't say they were our rivals, but, you know, going to Palace was quite a big thing when he was younger. Coming back, the whole armband situation at Wembley. But there's one thing you can't doubt. He put his heart on the line. He would be what any fan would be if they played for the club. Oh, yeah. definitely. Do you know, a little story. I was obviously a fan on the board when we won the championship and whatnot, and I went in on the Monday to pick up, to get a photo and whatnot with a trophy. Um, Tony Craig took the trophy home over the weekend and slept with it. Because <laughs> I went in Monday morning and I said to Steve, can I have a picture of the trophy? He went, yeah, you can. He said, but it ain't here. I went, what do you mean it ain't here? He went, he went Craig, he's got, Tony Craig got home with it and he ain't brought it back in. And then Craig walked through the door with his little girl like carrying it in a little bag and all that lot where he's like, you know, he's made up. He's like, no, I slept with it. You know, I slept with it Saturday night or whatever and his kids slept with it there. The Sunday night, so he's been, you know what I mean? It's good that it means that much, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So you talk about the passion, right? There's a video, I can't remember what game it was against, a sly tackle, he's, he's gets a what, geezer's throw on goal and he, he makes a makes a challenge last, last ditch, ditch wins the ball, and he jumps up, you can see the passion, passion in him, he's a, he's a brilliant player, typical Millwall player. So who's your strikers? My strikers, uh, Gregory and Morrison. Again. Who's your midfield? Uh, Wallace on the right, quite possibly the best player of this decade. Maybe a bit controversial to say, but I think he's easily one of the best players I've ever seen play. There's one for social media going out there for a, <laughs> for a debate on that one. Um, Williams in midfield again. I think he is a very good player, maybe a bit wasted under Harris. Um, again, Rowett's getting a bit out of him now. Obviously, he's suspended for the, for the next couple of games, but he, he's, he is a very good player. Um, Jimmy Abdo, other centre midfielder. It's a ghost again. That's mad. That's <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Abdo in uh, midfield. Some say he's uh, N'Golo Kante, he's got posters of him on his wall. But, uh, fucking don't talk all fucking all night and then now he's just now, you, now you're getting him talking about the team and his team it's like right, football manager that's, that's, that's it, it isn't it too long a football manager that's what it is um, left mid I put O'Brien again maybe Ferguson as well two very similar players in terms of appearances and goals and whatnot. I had O'Brien in mind as well I, agree. Yeah. I think left mid is probably a position you look at Schofield he nailed it down for a couple of years but he weren't here long enough to be the, like yeah, it's the longevity of O'Brien so like, I look at the left wing and there's probably the one position where you think who nailed it down in this decade well that's why I cheated right. I went free in midfield yeah. so what's your um, team in Pete hang on a sec I'm just calling it up as we speak that's, that's my worst team hang on that's a different team altogether that's atrocious team. no tell a light I've got I've played Henry James Henry and put Wallace on the left. I've got four in midfield. Team is Fold, Dunn, Robinson, Shitto, Craig, Henry, Williams, Abdul, Wallace, Morrow, Gregory. I even put subs to come and show off camp. Archer, Jack Smith, I love Jack Smith. He could play in about five different positions for that alone, he's fucking quality. Darren Wald, Henderson, Savile, Frampton and Thompson as my subs. That's a fucking bench. <laughs> That's a fucking bench. That's off. a bench. Archer, Jack Smith, Wald, Henderson, Savile, Frampton, Thompson. That's a bench. We'll post these teams out on, on social afterwards. So, yeah. So, your team is... Um, yes, I had... Um, four no, no, no. Just turn your phone around a minute. Yeah. Well prepared. 4-4-2 <laughs> we're playing. Bit of a full match turn up. Have you got so the you, stats on there as well? <laughs> you, thought you, were, you thought you'd done it right with a subs bench. I had a uh, falling goal. I put Romeo right back. 
uh, Tony Craig left back. I went with Beavers and Webster centre off. I know Robbo was obviously the hero at Wembley, but I just look at the decade and think, I feel like them two just kind of won it a bit more for me. Um, maybe it's League One football's not, you know, but obviously Robbo's undisputed better, more the hero compared to them two, but I just think for the decade, them two won it for me. Um, I had Wallace on the right, O'Brien on the left, Williams and Abdu in midfields, because I love Jimmy Abdu, um, and Morrison and Gregory up front. So, I mean, you look at it, not that many technically gifted players, and I agree Wallace probably is the best player we've had in this decade. So, um, really? Yeah, I think so. Most I think skillful. He is definitely, mm. like, he's definitely the most valuable asset as well. I mean, I think any team in the Championship would want him, and probably half the teams in the bottom half of the Premier League, he'd do a job as well. You look at the likes of Burnley, he probably fits in them sort of moulds. Like, he'd do a job in a lot of teams, really, and I think he's, he deserves a lot of praise. Alex, so. Do you know what I said when I come on? I didn't when I was speaking to you earlier, didn't I? I said I've just sort of picked, I've just picked two people's teams to come forward. I've not really well. I've done a load of research with all this, obviously the league stuff and all that. I've not really looked, but Ford's got to go and go. Tony Cray's got to play. Um, Abdul agree, he's got to play. Who would I? And Shitu, I'd say, is definitely going to play because he was just, there was something, it was that presence, it was that Millwall way. Abdul just pretty much because he just ran his arse off for the whole time. Um, he just ran past, he's still running. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to fucking bowl with him, but I mean, still running. I would probably say Robinson. I'd probably also, striker-wise, or, or I would probably... I don't know if I would have Harris. I'd probably... Midfield, I might even have Kale. Um, he weren't this decade, Kale. He come back, didn't no, he? No, he wasn't. Yeah, he did come back. He, come he did. Back. Oh, he played for seven he minutes. Back. Still come back, didn't he? Still come back. <laughs> Tenuous. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking my podcast. I choose what I fucking want. Um... Take you, but I don't know. I think about it, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll add it. But I mean, I like Carl, I mean Carlos Edwards as well. But he was, I think he was. He was a model pro and super fit. He was thirty-eight when he played us. And he was built like a brick shit out. So yeah. like muscle-wise, he was definitely uh, on Love Island special. But no, <laughs> I, I, I'll think about it and I'll add it. But I suppose the biggest question is, what's the biggest wasted talent at Millwall before we finish? Is it Lewisham John? Is it Fred? Or is it Trotter? Well, I've, I've came into this podcast thinking Trotter, but I actually I'll throw another name in the mix, Lewis Graben. It's the right era. Yeah. Jacket played him as a fucking wide player. He was never played in the right position, was he? He was always a problem child. Every club he's been at, he's been a problem child, I believe. But actually, had he played through the middle as a number 10 or whatever with a, a decent striker. Yeah. Look at his goals. It, yeah. They were talking about him on Sky the other day. Every club he's been at, his goal ratio is like a one in three, one in two. Yeah. And he top scorer in the league at the moment. I think he is in his league, isn't he? He scored two against us, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Always scores against us. I don't like him. No. I don't like him, but I think he's the biggest wasted talent jacket at his disposal. If we'd have played his net if we'd have played him in the cause yeah, if we'd have played him in the right position, then played him as a fucking winger. Yeah. If we'd have played him like you say through the middle, I think he would have been a completely different player for us and potentially would still be with us. Mark Chris, I'd like to have seen given a run as a youngster. I think the game he scored against Villa, that was the time he deserved to start in place for 10 games. 
when he got the header against Villa in the cup. Yeah. Mm. That for me should have had a ten or twelve game run. Mm. I, I can't remember. I think he dropped him next game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Holloway made Thompson captain, didn't he? No, it was Nelson. 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 I was, I was, I was going to go a bit left field. Like, I think everyone wanted to see Nelson do well. Like, he came in 18 years old, made him captain against Bournemouth, I think it was. And you look at it and it was like, he was definitely mismanaged. And to be honest with you, he probably was never going to be good enough. But you look at him and you think, Paul Robinson there, you know, someone that could have been there, dependable. But he just never got a run of games. I think he could, he still might not come back to us, but he was still, I think, making a career somewhere. And he was doing, he's doing the right try at the minute. So I just think he was mismanaged. He could have had a decent run in the team and maybe give him a chance. So one last thing before we finish: your greatest memory in the ten years. A bit hard for you because I know you were thirteen at the time. So ten years ago, or twelve. So your greatest memory was probably... Fan's greatest memory was a playoff final where that geezer filming over in the tube station game, wasn't it? Poor guy. When Poor the fans guy. come surging up, up the platform, <laughs> some big fat geezer, he must have been 30 stone, shit himself, turned to run, he had a carrier bag in his hand, and he stacked it down and all the fans just trampled over it. It was hilarious. But, you know, God damn, what's your, what's your memory? A decade. Oh, I'd probably have to say like right the start with Robbo's Robbo's goal at, at Wembley. Probably that, yeah. Um, or Morrison's Morrison's goal. Morrison's goal. I'd go Morrison's goal. Morrison's goal. Three three Premier League cups. That was some great atmospheres, wasn't it? There and Huddersfield was uh, another and great atmosphere. Watford were a good team. Leicester yeah. were a good team. Yeah. They'd won the, the league title the year before. Yeah, four, yeah. And that chant. Um, uh, we're back in the league for the Champions of. What's yours? I don't know. I think it's, it's good. Like You look at our decades, and to be honest with you, only one relegation on the CV. That's good going for the wall. Normally it's League One Championship, Championship, League One, League One Championship. It's up and down all the time. So it's been a good It's been a good decade for us. Cut runs. I don't think you can beat winning at Wembley. I was older to appreciate the Morrison one more, I think. Um, a couple of good away days, Leeds away, Berry away, winning 3 2. Um, but I think I'll go for Wembley when Morrison scored, even if we did win his day three. I don't think we really did, but I think Wembley there was, was funny. That was quite funny to Wembley because, again, I got revived corporate by Neil Coyle and it, um, it was him and Roy Kennedy invited me as such with William Hill and uh, chopped the box right at the top I mean it was fucking all the business in there you know like roast beef fucking rump beef roast potatoes all the free beer everything all, all malarkey all of that lot and it was great and then all of a sudden popping out of the woodwork were certain Lewisham councillors who were trying to take selfies with me just so, oh look, you know, Mickey from AMS is here and, he, and it's all thing and it was like, fuck off. <laughs> um, but it was good watching it. I'm it was good from out there. Yeah, 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 that's it. But no, I think, I think definitely, I think Wembley, that game had so much history associated to it. I think the help, the, the FA Cup run, um, the atmospheres for those games were superb and I think the Huddersfield game was, was superb. So look, I'm going to win because there's a geezer standing right, beyond front, right in front of me who's setting up a guitar on, um, and I think he's going to do so. I think we're playing this right to finish. I'd like to say thank you very much to Dan, thank you very much to Pete, um, thank you very much Omar. Hopefully we do this 
and get the edit out soon and make it sound half sensible. Um, we are looking at coming out, looking at once a month. We will be doing reviews of the past few games. It's primarily going to be me and Omar. Um, possibly Dan might be getting involved and Pete will get involved again. Hopefully Dan will speak a bit more um, and hopefully we will pick a more quieter location next time because he started fine but then he got thing. But thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Uh, all the usual bullshit and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much. Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.